We're here at the IMCA Annual Conference in San Diego, May 2017, and we're talking here with Rana Faruhar. Rana, welcome to uh, Strategic Investor Radio here, and welcome to the conference. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Rana, you recently were uh, named uh, the Financial Times Associate Editor. Congratulations. Thank you. You've been the economics uh, analyst at CNN. You were with Time and Newsweek, and you're recently the author of Makers and Takers, The Rise of Finance and the Fall of American Business. That's right. I've watched several things of yours on YouTube. No one could ever accuse you of being a wilting flower. <laughs> Good. Glad you definitely have opinions and express them very well. And you just spoke. You were the leading speaker on the main platform here at IMCA. And your topic was things that worry me and things that don't in the world economy. That's right. So what was it that, what is it that you're telling people here at the conference? Yeah. Well, you know, interestingly, when I think about what worries me in the global economy, it's not so much economics as politics. Um, you know, we've seen an incredible election cycle this past year in the U.S. Uh, we saw the rise not only of Donald Trump, who's very much an outsider uh, to politics, but also to a lesser extent Bernie Sanders on the left, another outsider candidate. But this is something that's not just happening in the U.S. It's happening everywhere. You've got you know, French elections coming up. Marine Le Pen, a far-right candidate. Nobody thought she was going to have a shot. Um, you've seen far-right and far-left political um, uh, candidates coming up in Germany and in the Netherlands and England. So there is a real movement right now um, towards populism. It's underscored, though, by some economic factors. Um, one of the things I quoted was a Harvard study that was done recently in which millennials and baby boomers were interviewed about their attitudes towards capitalism. And it's interesting, um, only 30% of the millennials actually said that they considered themselves capitalist and, you know, believed in the system. And on the one hand, you might say, well, they're young, they're supposed to be, you know, questioning <laughs> authority or whatever. Um, but what's more worrisome is when you hear from baby boomers in this study that only um, a little more than 50% of, uh, of them believe in the capitalist system. And you think, well, wait a minute, that's that's worrisome. But this is a system that's created more wealth and, and prosperity than, than anything else in history. When people at that uh, level and breadth are questioning, then we really have to look at what's happening in the economy, what, what's happening that is, is making people feel that the system is rigged or not working for them. Well, very interesting. Now, uh, given the, uh, the, the title of your book here, um, The Rise and Fall of American Business, uh, can you walk down Wall Street or Washington, D.C. and feel safe? Here, uh? <laughs> I certainly can. I mean, what's interesting is um, my book is actually, it's not a, a, a banker bashing book by any means. In fact, I'm arguing that, um, you know, bank, bankers personally have taken a lot of flack after the financial crisis. I think politicians should have taken a lot more flack. Um, we have a financial system that is set up with certain rules. And you know, the rules can be what we make them. And there's a big debate going on right now, both amongst Republicans and Democrats, about what should the rules be to encourage a healthy financial system that basically allocates capital productively. And that's what my book gets into, that over the last 40 years, we've, we've had some troublesome trends in America where companies are investing less in R&D as a percentage of their revenue. Um, there are fewer startups per capita. And there's not as much capital going from the financial system onto Main Street. 
there's a lot of capital that's staying within the sort of closed loop of asset buying. And I think that's part of a problem for growth because if you look at, you know, who owns assets in society, it's basically the top 20% own 80% of the assets. That's when you bolster asset prices, which is what I think the central bank has done post-2008, you get a certain amount of growth, but it's kind of a saccharine growth. You don't really change anything in Main Street economy within companies. So you have to look at ways to change that story on Main Street to really get the economy going uh, you know, more than 2%. You know, I, I, I saw in one of your YouTubes that you say that only 15% of capital is deployed yeah. to businesses. That's right. So th- this is a big uh, shift that's happened in the financial sector. In the 1970s, let's say, over half of all the financial flows coming out of the big U.S. banks would have been going into business investment. Today, only 15% are going into business investment. So the rest is basically asset trading, issuance of debt, um, underwriting of mortgages, things like that. And, you know, all, all that's good and, and it's fine. But we have to say, is that the right ratio? Do we want 15% of money going into productive capital investment and the rest essentially in asset buying and selling? Is that really the right way to structure the financial system to help growth? Okay, so give us a, a quick word here on your move to the Financial Times. Mm. You excited about this? I'm so excited about the FT has been my best um, read, my in some cases my only read if I'm very pressed that day for, for many, many years. It is just an amazing uh, collection of talent. I feel incredibly honored to be part of the commentary team. You know, their job, and really the job of the FT, which is not so much a spot reporting newspaper as a as a analysis newspaper, and we try and connect the dots of what's happening in this crazy new political economy and financial markets globally, and really try and bring readers um, a smart, quick view of what they need to know the big picture that day. Okay, well, Rana, thank you very much for joining us. Any, any final words for the listeners here? Well, I would just say that I think it's a very interesting and exciting time for investment professionals. You know, as I was saying today in my speech, um, we've just come out of a very unusual 40, 50-year period where all boats were rising, a lot of markets were converging, politics were converging. We're now moving into a different period. Markets are decoupling. Um, there are different national stories. There are different asset classes that are dividing in ways that are new. And I think that that means that smart investment advice is going to be more important than ever before. Hey, thank you. So as somebody who would like uh, to get your input on anything or communicate with you, uh, do, is there a way for them to reach you, a website yes, or something? Of course. Um, my website is com, but you can also email me directly at rana.faruhar, R-A-N-A dot F-O-R-O-O-H-A-R at F-T dot com. Great. Rana, thank you very much for joining us here today at the Thanks. conference. Thanks for having me. Okay, this is uh, Charlie Wright with Rana Faruhar, and uh, again, she's the author of Makers and Takers, The Rise of Finance and the Fall of American Business, and we'll be right back. <laughs> 